We pick up exactly where we left off. Verity, like, just slaps the pad down into Kai's hands, whatever report about the shuttle she had in it. She looks straight at her and she goes, Captain's Log, I have decided we're taking the Ganymede. (laughs) (laughs) Kai looks like she was about ready for round two of the fight. And when you say that, she blinks and those solid black eyes are staring back at you in confusion for a moment. And then you can see the light bulb go off and she goes, oh, I hadn't considered that. And then I think it's just a a walk and talk. Look, it it can be crewed by four people. We'll grab Mozafar, Everly. They're great. They're already in on all this. And Krill. We should still take Krill with us. I'm going to need to repair their chronoton generator. And we're going to have to do a little bit of cleanup. There still might be some issues with our time being in sync over there. Is that going to be a problem? Well, let's find out. Okay, um, I honestly, uh, thought you were gonna fight me harder on this. Kai, I'd really rather you weren't going on this trip at all, but you're the only one who can handle some of this, so you need to go. That does mean I'm going with you. She smiles. That sounds about the right of it. (laughs) Okay, I'll get the Ganymede as ready as I can. If you want to catch up, uh, Commander and the Ensign figure out where exactly you want everybody assigned. Uh, Let's make this happen. Welcome to Endeavor Through the Maelstrom. We are a Star Trek Adventures actual play following the deep space mission of the USS Endeavor as it charts a new region of space several decades after the events of Star Trek Picard. I'm Brandon, your GM for this mission. This is Nicole, and I'll be playing Captain Varel. I'm Brad, and I play Commander Razum Mozafar. Hi everybody, I'm Christine, and I will be playing Lieutenant Kai. My name's Leah, and I'm playing Ensign Katarina Everly. Ganymede, part four. The camera probably fades back in from the title sequence, kind of zoomed on the Ganymede through the window, and then zooms out to let us see everybody in the conference room. Okay, uh, it only needs four crew members, so let's figure out what we're doing. Well, we know we uh, they had a commanding officer, a pilot... A engineer, I believe the last one was a science officer. So I guess the first big question is, who's going to cover what? The obvious science officer role, you're the one who's sitting in that chair. 
I also have the most experience with the chronoton generator itself. When's the last time you took any uh, flight lessons, Mozafar? Well, I did just go back and recertify everything here recently, so I was going to suggest myself as pilot if you didn't. All right. That works. Everly, what do you feel comfortable doing? From a from a player standpoint, I'm going to say this out loud. My engineering is a one. <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm just saying that out loud. Yep. That there might be some reasons why Kai is also jumping on on that role because I uh I don't I don't wait your your science I don't think is too good either, right? My science but it's is still, a two. Still better. It is my science is definitely better than my engineering. Because uh, the the in character reason to present it is Kai can at least say, "Hey, Everly, uh, was my student." I can help, you know, walk her through things. Because, you know, we're not opening up the co- a, a conduit here. We just got to travel through it. So the, the chronoton part, that's that's the more important important part, right? Uh, out of character, your your engineering's a two, you said? Mine is a one. I'd rather, I think it's bad. It, bad news bears if I have to roll that. Well, then, out of character, what do we feel our character's strengths are? Because I was actually going to maybe flip it and give Everly the chance at command. Interesting. Because it's, I mean, it's a it's a four-person crew. She's got a connection with this alien species. This is like one of those great step-up opportunities in my head. And you wanted to focus uh, Verity more on the engineering side of things anyway. I, I did want to push Verity towards engineering at some point. But like she wouldn't be great at it now. She's only a two. Uh, for the record, it'll be some delightful dialogue if you let Everly be command. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, for what it's worth, honestly, like, Kai is by far both your best scientist and best engineer, so... Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're gonna you're gonna end up with somebody not great on engineering, quite frankly. Well, oh, here, look at it this way. Even if Verity is not great on engineering, her getting assistance from Kai resolves that personal arc issue during the episode. So yeah, I like that. We could play it that way too. I, I guess the the important thing for me in terms of this, since this has been a big deal throughout, uh, is the management of the whole chronoton situation. Is that the science person's job or the engineer's job? Um, it is the science person's job unless something breaks. Okay. Kai's understanding of what is needed is basically attention to the chronoton field's geometry basically which is more about understanding how they react to things and like the science behind it but yeah obviously if the generator itself starts having issues or something like that from a mechanical standpoint that's going to become engineering to resolve that okay then yeah it would make sense then for kai to still man the science station and yeah, rely on somebody else to do those repairs if it becomes necessary. Yeah, you definitely don't want Mozafar handling anything engineering. <laughs> uh, in character, Everly would go wherever you uh, told her to and or would go wherever was left. So that's kind of hilarious if that's what's left. I like the idea of uh, Everly in command and Verity doing the engineering thing, knowing, again, directions for those characters. All right, so then... Um... Rewind a little bit. So Mozafar said he'd be the pilot, which sounds like that's still the plan. Yeah. So Mozafar, you take the pilot's chair. Um, you know what, Everly? Uh, Captain? I think we're going to put you in the big chair. Which? Which? The big chair? The big chair. The, you know, the one in the center 
raised up a little bit. Nice view. Kai uh, says, grinning the entire time. Uh, inside of her brain, Everly is is doing three things. One is trying to decide if she's being punked, is, is grappling with telling her captain no, and also doing whatever her captain says. I forgot what the third thing was. I think she's focused on punked. Oh, she's using her empathic ability to see if it's being if she's being punked is literally what's happening. So like she's like, is this a joke? And then I assume can feel not joke <laughs> <laughs> because it was sincere. Uh, of of course, if 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 you think that's what's best, Captain. It just seems appropriate to me since this is your first contact situation you be the one to resolve it oh um <laughs> yes yes thank you captain i would uh yes i will take command and i'm going to brush up on my engineering now uh, i hope they have a manual uh, your engineering <laughs> captain that's the last position left i can help you crunch for it I will definitely want to give special emphasis to the chronoton generator, given what happened to the Kanami the first time around. Everything else should be fairly similar to what we've gone over for Endeavor. All right. Well, we all know what we're doing. Let's get a move on then. Aye, Captain? Mozafar smiles very broadly and nods at the Captain. She'll sort of nod back. I think they're both on the same wavelength in terms of, like, they, they like to push other people forward. In the lo- sometimes. Yep. As the four of you exit the conference room onto the bridge, Tarek approaches with a pad. Captain, I have acquired the engineering report on the Ganymede that you requested. Oh, thank you. I'm going to need this. Engineering says all systems are operational. Then I think I got the easy job. Captain, do I understand your plan correctly? That the four of you are going to take the Ganymede through the Transwarp conduit to try to recreate the incident? Well, hopefully not all of the incident, but at least enough of it to signal Krill's people. In that case, Captain, I would like to make it known that in my capacity as Chief of Security, I would advise against taking both yourself and Commander Mozafar. Your objection is noted. You are going to be in command of the Endeavor until we return. There's a brief flicker of something across Tarek's face, which is clearly the brief emotion of, cool, Captain's going to do it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But of course he's a Vulcan and keeps himself composed, as you wish, Captain. In that case, I believe the expression is, best of luck. So we cut to sickbay as the captain comes in on one of the bio beds. She's starting to look a little greenish, which is not the color that you want Andorians to be. She uh, sits up with clearly some effort. Varel is going to go over and like help her sit up more comfortably and then just like keep holding her hand for, for a little bit until until she's okay enough to talk. Well, Captain, nice sickbay this ship of yours has. Nearly completed my thorough inspection. <laughs> Don't get too comfortable. There's a lot more of the ship you still need to take a look at. Uh, 
Just need to get a little more of a nap, I think. Alright. Rest up. I'm going to be heading out to get to know your ship a little bit, actually. Uh, you've been on a Luna class before, right? Nothing too crazy. My heart's always with the Saber class, actually. They'll teach their own, I guess. I'll see you in a little while, Inra. Captain, I feel like this wasn't just a random social call. No, well, uh, we're going to take the Ganymede back through and try to get this fixed. Who's we? <laughs> this ragtag group. As many of my crew as needed, and um, someone else we've met along the way. I can't. I can't sit here and let you risk your neck for my ship. I I know it better than anyone else. And she kind of tries to get out of the bio bed, though that's clearly not a good idea. There, there's the the like, well, gentle but not so gentle. Let just like push her back down onto the bed. How about this? You stay here and keep watch over my ship. Then give me a presence command. Commander Inra looks like she's definitely considering arguing. You know, you've never met Mandorian who just would take no for an answer, you know. But she also sees, at the very least, the the, the fact that she knows she cannot really help in her current state. So she nods and settles back into the bio bed. Well, I like my ship better, so make sure that uh, you don't break mine and you come back to trade. That's fair. Uh, anything I need to know about it before I leave? The starboard thrusters are a little sticky. I'll make a note. Thanks. All right, so I guess we cut to um, probably the four of you and Krill materializing we'll just say you materialize on the bridge of the ganymede because like budget yeah so this is the battle bridge set just redress to look like a different ship that's how that's how bridges work yeah so you materialize on the bridge of the ganymede the ganymede is a luna class so it's 40-ish years old at this point so it doesn't look quite as state-of-the-art as endeavor does but it has probably had some of its Elcar's displays replaced with hollow displays and things like that from refits at some point. The the interfaces you're dealing with are still relatively familiar, even for those of you who have not been in Starfleet for very long. And uh, and yeah, you're on the bridge. The first thing that happens is Rena, they materialize and she immediately starts to walk to tactical. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. And then she just turns around and walks back to the command post. Uh, Verity takes her position at the engineering console. Uh, and Kai will, of course, move over to science. And Mozafar walks past everyone up to the control console and takes the pilot's chair. For the sake of having a little bit of a sense of where things are, the captain's chair is, of course, in the middle. The helm is dead center at the front. I'll say this is more like a sovereign class bridge where instead of everything being along the back, engineering and science are sort of off to the side in either direction. So I'll just say that um, engineering is to Everly's right and science is to Everly's left. Stage right, stage left. I got it. 
Yep, don't know if that's going to be important to know, but there are, of course, numerous other stations throughout the bridge. Um, since a Luna class is a science vessel mainly, there's probably multiple auxiliary science stations that are currently just not being used, but that would normally be for like all different kinds of specialties and, and stuff, as well as, of course, like stations for navigation and other, other things that you just don't really need right now. A lot of those functions have been rerouted to be operational from just the handful of consoles that you're that you're uh, stationed at somebody or other hits a switch and like the the lights come up from being sort of power saving mode and all of your stations start to read uh standard data according to whatever they're supposed to do all, all of the numbers that you're receiving at your respective stations are within acceptable margins captain and kai directs that word not towards varel but towards Everly and the center chair. The chronoton field is showing green. Sensors are fully operational and working. I'm showing full readouts on the deflector shields and the, the main deflector. Uh, we're good to go at science. Uh, Everly does not respond because she doesn't know what to do with the word captain <laughs> and looks directly to her right at Captain Morel. <laughs> like, big, big, scared eyes. Like... Uh, all clear engineering. Uh, oh, uh, ex excellent. Thank you. Uh, does, does the con look good? <laughs> Everything appears clear, Captain. Helm is good to go. She is not here for Captain. She is not having any of that. She just shakes her head like, like dog in water. It's naval uh, tradition. <laughs> um... Now, correct me if I'm wrong. We're looking to recreate what what happened with the Ganymede the first time. We're looking to what to go back through the the conduit and hopefully make contact with uh, Krill's people. And I have to assume Everly's not completely stupid. She knows the order of operations in terms of like what has to spool up first. Yeah, all Starfleet officers would have gone through training of at basically every station at the academy. Mm-hmm. So Everly would have a functional knowledge of how to do most things on a starship. The um, con discipline yes. is what rep represents general knowing how to work a starship knowledge. And since Everly is a three, she's actually kind of above average as, as things go at being able to like hop around uh, to different stations and know how to make sense of them. And uh, things like piloting and knowing how ships work in a, in a procedural sense if not necessarily an engineering sense. And in terms of warp and stuff, I know to mimic whatever we did to come through the first time. Y yes, we knew need to be traveling at a certain degree of speed. Warp 5 is what an endeavor does to create a tunnel. I don't know if it's the same thing for going back through, but it's a safe bet. So yeah, you were paying attention in class. <laughs> <laughs> I did pay attention in class. It doesn't do anything for my confidence like normal well if everyone's ready to go i think we're ready commander let's let's aim a heading for the transport conduit and engage at warp five hi captain we'll bring her about and increase speed to warp five as ganymede begins to move krill hops up into the exo's chair and just kind of sits there like i'm here too uh does the ut work on the ganymede Yes. 
the UT is is there are, there's UT stuff installed in your com badges. So as long as you've got a com badge, you've got access. Then I'm gonna look over at Krill because he's near me and be like, "I'm glad you're here." I am glad I am here as well. Ugh, pincers crossed, buddy. Let's go. Krill looks at his pincers. <laughs> Everybody might want to brace yourselves. As I can recall from the test back on the Lexington, uh, this can get a little bit rough without those extra nacelles. Good to know, Lieutenant. We get an exterior shot of Ganymede coming about past Endeavor and heading towards the Transwarp Conduit, which um, is functionally invisible to the naked eye until you actually get close, but I think Endeavor dropped a nav buoy or something. I think we made an offhand reference to that happening. I think so. So a moment later... Ganymede goes to warp and disappears into the transwarp conduit. On the main viewer, everything becomes like this swirling sort of aqua color. The ship begins to tremble a little bit, but not alarmingly so. At science and engineering, everything looks like it's holding together as expected. And then Ganymede's collision sensors start to bleep a warning that there seems to be something you're maybe about to collide with on the on the starboard side of the ship like immediately immediately so we need to take evasive action but how can we do that we we can't do that you you can change direction and warp it just um might be tricky because you're also in a transwarp conduit that has a finite amount of space yes oh wow and beyond it is just, you know, what, raw subspace? <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, who's to say what happens? Oh, Probably nothing good. Collision alert on the starboard taking... Trying to avoid it. <laughs> As best you can, Commander. Evasive maneuvers. <laughs> what do sensors pick up about whatever object is heading to our starboard side? Okay, this is probably a couple tasks. So, okay. task number one, Brad? Yes. Give me a control con to mm-hmm. evade. That'll be assisted by the Ganymede, whose stats I have. You need, I'm going to say a two. It's not, it's not a super difficult evasion. You do have five momentum if you are concerned. If I didn't say I was concerned, I think everybody would slap me upside the head. Y- you do you, Brad. I would like to be concerned myself and use one of those momentum in order to be a little bit more cool than what I'm feeling right now picking up these dice. And definitely be using my focus of evasive maneuvers. Nice. Absolutely. Control of 10, con of 2, goal is 12. All right. It's going to be successful. And here's how it's successful. We have a 5, a 12, and a 12. So that's three success. Ganymede also got a success. It Yay. was rolling against a 12 Yay. with its engines and con uh, and rolled an 11. So four successes. You have two excess as you as you expertly guide Ganymede just, just a little bit out of the way of the thing that it seems to be close to colliding with. You have two extra momentum. Well, two extra successes, which can become two momentum, and there is room for, in the pool for those. Buying advantage takes two, doesn't it? But you you have to, so and our momentum pool is in pretty good shape. Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, I'll purchase an advantage on that. Let's call that um, feeling cool and collected. 
which I definitely did not. <laughs> yeah, Ganymede has got some pretty solid maneuvering thrusters. I don't know what the Enro is talking about that starboard thruster being sticky. It seems fine. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, Mozafar feels a bit more confident about things. So Brad, keep note of that because I might forget. That advantage can help reduce your future uh, difficulties. Now, Christine, if you want yes. to know about the thing that almost collided, transwarp makes sensors bad. Yes, it does. So you're going to have to screw with the sensors a bit to try to get anything of real substance. Okay. So give me like a... I'm going to say it's probably like a control science. Okay, interesting. I'm open to other options. So I, I was... Now, maybe I'm I'm off base here, because it makes sense it's like fine-tuning for control. I was more thinking daring, because I'm trying to do this like quickly on the fly. Oh, I'm saving daring for later. <laughs> okay. Uh, so control science, not not my greatest combination. But given we're dealing with subspace interference, does my uh, subspace theory focus apply? Yep. And uh, what about my trait that I am a transwarp pioneer? Yep. Okay. Uh, what's my difficulty on this? Uh, your difficulty here is a three. Okay. Uh, so reduced by one for transwarp pioneer. Okay, so a two now. And the ship is, of course, assisting with its science or its sensor science. And uh, yeah. I'm going to give you another threat, Brandon. Okay. Uh, I'm going to use that bold science to reroll that natural 20. Crap. Wait. Uh, my subspace theory applies. So finally, the fact I keep rolling uh, a four and less uh, applies. So I manage, a, I manage two successes on one die. The other two were a 12 and a 15. And control and science together is only an 11 for me. Okay, well, good news. Uh, Ganymede got one success as well. So. Okay. All right, so for the success, as you fine-tune the sensors to account for the obfuscating effects of transwarp, you're able to get enough indications that it seems to be a ship. Okay. Now, that's something I keep forgetting to do. When the science officer, which is me, succeeds on a task assisted by the ship's computers or sensors or using a tricorder the character generates one bonus momentum which may only be used on the obtain information momentum spend cool i'm going to go in and spend that momentum to ask if the energy signature of that ship matches krill's people identical okay and then i'm going to go ahead and embank the other momentum bringing us up to five and then Kai is going to, uh, to report from her station. What we almost ran into was a ship. It matches the same energy signatures as Krill's people. Can we contact them? Can we open a channel? Is it possible to talk to them? And I'm like looking between Kai and uh, Krill, actually. Do you have a tachyon reflector? Do we have one? Uh, we can try to replicate an effect like that. Kai says, we don't have a tachyon generator like we do on Endeavor. However, uh, we might be able to uh, to boost the polymodal feed controller in the main deflector in order to produce some. I think that's worth a shot. I feel like we need to contact them. 
Okay, after making that proclamation, I am spending two of my threat. Uh. About that time, Ganymede starts shaking harder. I've created a complication called Transwarp Turbulence. And of course, maybe maybe alerts Kai to the need to watch closely. How long will it take to make those adjustments to... Yeah, Kai, Kai, who's now focused on the chronoton field, is going to uh, call out, uh, Chief Engineer, how long will it take to make those modifications? Boosting the polymodal feed controller of the main deflector, while certainly not a, a common modification, is something that should be doable with just a little bit of rerouting of EPS conduits. Only a few moments. Theoretically. I'll have it done shortly. Yep. All right, what's my uh, target and my... Um... All right, so this will be a, um, a control engineering difficulty of two base, but transwarp turbulence will bump that up to three. So control 10, engineering is two, my target's 12. I'm going to buy one extra dice from the momentum, which brings us to how many? four momentum left and i've got to get a target of three should i just buy another one just to be a little more secure here yeah we can always get more dice with threat if we need to and we've got the momentum right now and even if you roll higher than what we need you can always bank the momentum back again i will also say since um everly gave this order more or less to do this we if you want to treat this as taking the direct action, which is something commanders can do in fights and stuff, oh. uh, you may assist this using your control command. Oh, then I will definitely assist. Uh, I'm also going to use one of the determinations. Starfleet are promised nobody gets left behind for Krill. Hmm, cool. Because we're trying to reunite him with his people, and I'm also trying to hopefully help our people in that situation, too. I'll take it. So... Is that what? An automatic success? That or? is two automatic successes. So now I am rolling my three dice. And if you would like to, Leo, you can also assist. So I got a 12, a 9, and a 9. So that's three successes for five successes total for me. Nicely done. Well done. Uh, the ship also got a success. <laughs> nice. See, banking the momentum oh, back yeah. up. That's a total of six, and uh, was Everly also assisting? Uh, yes, but it was a, it was not a success. So you beat it by three. Beat it by three. You have four momentum in the pool, so you're currently sitting at one momentum too many to save. Okay, so I'll bank one and then create an advantage with the other two. All right, what advantage would you like to create? Um, I mean, can we just have like an extraordinarily clear signal? Yeah, totally. You can you can get. You can add an advantage that is like, you just have a really good connection. All right, the really good connection advantage. You have at least mimicked what Krill is describing with the deflector. Uh, about that time, you know what? Everly probably has an overview console here as the captain person, especially for this kind of situation so that she can see things without having to take the time for somebody to report them. So Leah on like the armchair of the captain's chair. Everly can see the other ship that that Kai was able to detect. Seems to make sort of an aggressive 
move to to connect with Ganymede again. Like like clearly somebody is trying to have the ships come into contact. So what are your orders? Uh, uh, Commander, continue evasive maneuvers, and then I'm going to say, oh, do we know how to use this tachyon emitter thing? Do we, like, understand how to make that be communication? You understand well enough that we don't need to dedicate, like, roles to it. Captain, uh, engineer, uh, can... Uh, Captain Pharrell, can we, uh, please, let's hail them. Uh, okay, what would you like to say? Stop! Uh, uh... Captain, take a deep breath first. You'll be okay. Alien vessel, this is the Ganymede. We have one of yours with us. Please stop trying to attach yourselves to our ship. You are damaging our ship. Hail goes out, and hopefully somebody will answer back. But before they do, let's see about those evasive maneuvers. Yes. Okay, so here's the thing. Now, they are very obviously trying to outmaneuver you. The transwarp turbulence complication will also increase the difficulty of this, but your advantage will negate that, so basically you break even. So this is an opposed roll. You'll be rolling against their pilot. This will be a daring con roll. The difficulty is going to be one, but... The person who gets the most successes above the difficulty is the one who succeeds at what they're trying to do. So I'm rolling two dice, just as you are. They also get, you know, their their ship assists. Okay. Um, and I'm going to buy just, like, Buku extra dice with my threat. I have a starship tactics focus, so I feel like... If you wanted to assist Brad using uh, command... Yes. And then I could apply the focus. Correct. To, to your, to the die you are rolling. Yes. And how much momentum do we have left? You have five momentum in the pool. I am spending three of my threat to add two dice. So I'm rolling, their pilot's rolling four dice and their ship is rolling one die assist. So still gonna use my focus. And so I'm getting assist from Captain Rita. Uh, yep, and that the that assist and... will be um, Daring Command, Leah. Thank you. And uh, Ganymede will assist you as well. I'm gonna buy one. You got it. You got it. Yeah, just one success for me. Oh, no. Oh, no. Ganymede add one. I, I, I succeeded as well. With one from Mozafar, one from Everly, and one from the Ganymede herself, you miss it by one because they got some uh. atrocious rolls, and then they rolled two really low ones and got their focus on it. Oh. There you go. Well, okay. The other thing is, though, they um, they rolled two natural 20s. Oh, oh no. <gasps> I'm going to bleed for threat just to avoid taking two complications. Okay. So see? It's like there was no threat ever to start with, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I now have five threat. I don't think I've ever had this little threat because I'm always really bad about using my threat in this oh, game. Oh, I'll give you some more. <laughs> so I'm, this, is, this is partially me trying to get better at actually, like, using my threat for things. Fair. Yeah, so Mozafar does his best, but the transwarp conduit just doesn't give you a lot of room to maneuver, and the other ship clearly is, like, a little more natural in this environment, and so you feel the ship shudder as the other ship latches on. As soon as the ship does latch on, the chroniton field protecting Ganymede starts going nuts. 
uh, and I'm going to spend two of my remaining threat to create a uh, chronoton field is going nuts complication. Okay. <laughs> Kai does have a moment to consider with all of these fluctuations that might have caused the, the time weirdness because you can see that uh, different parts of the ship are now receiving wildly different amounts of chronoton radiation. Yeah, we never took into account what happens if another ship tries to dock to you while this thing is engaged. Yeah, so the ship is just uh, trembling. You know, the director is telling all of you to to just kind of like shake in your chairs a bunch and like just look like you're holding on really, really tight while they shake the camera. And then you hear a voice come through the hailing link. Remain stable. This process will be over soon. We just want your energy. Everly, you've got to get them to back off. Uh, our chronotime field is going absolutely nuts. If we keep on like this, we're going to suffer the same effects that happened to the Ganymede crew. Understood. We need our energy. You can't just take it. And I'm looking, I'm going to look at Krill. And be like, Krill, can you say anything to get them to back off? You don't have to roll to get Krill's help. Krill, Krill agrees. Yes, I, I will try to say that you are friends. He starts to say um, some stuff that the UT doesn't quite keep up with, but you catch bits of it. He seems to be sort of trying to talk you up a bit. So your command presence role to convince Krill's people to be friends. There are kind of xenophobic species that, you know, like Krill said, they like to stay hidden and just do their thing and then go away. Um, so to begin with, it was a, it'd be a five difficulty. However, uh, I'm going to bump that down to four because of Krill's being friendly and he'll roll a die as an assist. So that leaves you by default at four. My survivor's guilt value means that I... Like, there is nothing more important to me right now than saving this ship right now, especially with me in command. Like, that, this is my driving force right now. I totally like that. Yeah, do it. So spending that determination with that value means two successes? Yep, you just have two automatic successes before you even rolled. Cool. And I got a die off Krill. I have two of my own dice, right? Uh, I'm gonna... Or buy a dice with momentum. That gives me three dice. I'm still panicked. It's not easy. Can I give you another threat, too? Yeah, you're allowed to give me a threat. Rather, sorry, you need to give me two threat to get a fourth die. Well, I'm giving you two threat, then. <laughs> you right, think so I don't have time to use it? <laughs> no? We'll see about that. This is, hey, I wasn't daring anybody. <laughs> uh, okay, so I have four dice. I'm rolling four. And presence command. I'm gonna throw up. Wah! Was that a good wah or a bad wah? four successes on all four oh, dice. Ooh. Nice. Yeah, I took that as a roar, so yeah. My presence in command is 13. I have a 2, a 5, a 12, and a 7. Thank God. Cool. Krill also got a success, so I think you're sitting at 7 successes against a difficulty of 4. You hear you, there's a beat, and then you saved our scout. You are truly friendly? We are truly friendly. We're explorers. We are damaging your ship? You are. We apologize. We will We will cease. And Ganymede lurches as the other ship detaches. But even though they've disconnected, uh, they are now sort of flying alongside, it seems like they're keeping pace. Uh-huh. But they're staying, staying like distant enough that it's not a big deal. 
but that does not restabilize the chronoton field. So, Kai? Yep. You probably need to make sure the ship doesn't come apart. Uh, I would like to do that. that. That's a thing I would like to do. So, I'd how like do we go do about doing this, Brandon? I think you're going to need a daring science. Okay. Because, honestly, you're sort of in uncharted territory here a little bit. That's fine. What's my difficulty on this? I mean, it's probably a four because you are you are making some guesses in a tense situation at some really complicated stuff. The transwarp turbulence is going to bump it up. I think chronoton field going nuts is what you're actually trying to prevent, so I don't think that actually applies. I think you're out of five. There's six momentum in the pool. And um, I'll say that an engineering role could assist here if the captain wants to. I, I, I was going to jump over there as well. I also want to try to lower the difficulty. I am a transport pioneer. Sure. Kai is going to call over Verity. Uh, I could use some help trying to restabilize this. Can you send me whatever auxiliary power you can find? Already on it, Kai. I will assist. Uh, what do you want me to roll for engineering and daring? Yep. Exactly right. Okay. Um... Can I argue team dynamic supplies in this situation where we're scrambling to work together? Yes, totally. Okay. And uh, does subspace theory or modeling and design apply here? I'll give you modeling and design mostly on the basis that you were doing experiments with this earlier. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take your pity focus. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Brandon, I'm going to give you a threat still. That way I can still make use of my bold science. And then I'm going to spend five momentum uh, to buy two more dice because I have no values that apply here to use my determination on. Oh. Ugh. Oh, no. Okay. I'm going to burn the reroll to uh, reroll that natural 20. Good plan. Throw your dice in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is bad. Okay. Um,. Verity, I hope you did better than I did. I I have one success. Uh, one okay. Die. So, um, my daring and science together, I needed to hit a 14. Uh, besides the natural 20 I re-rolled, I had a 15, a 16, and a 19. Oh, oh, oh no. Oh, my So, gosh. on my remaining dice, I have a 10, which is one success. And because of Brandon's pity focus, my four does apply for two successes. So, I've got three myself. And with... Verity's one. Four. That yeah. just gets it. That just gets it. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, by the way, Brandon, you should start spending threat to increase my complication range. The number of, like, 17s, 18s, and 19s I've rolled. I really should. Okay, so, yeah, we just we just got it together. Just barely. So, the uh, Ganymede is just shaking so much that it seems like you're just liable to all get tossed around at any at any given moment. Kai scrambles to try a bunch of things, and maybe this thing didn't quite work, or that thing didn't quite work. And then finally there's this moment of, like, this is my last idea. I hope this works. And that thing was, because we need more Technobabble in our lives, I decided to do something really um, unusual, and uh, I was... I decided to reverse the neutrino invariant stabilizer. Really should not be safe at all. Um, might invert us too, but you know, it's fine. Let's see what happens. <laughs> We're just not going to tell Enra about this. Yeah. So you reverse that. 
the display of Ganymede at the science station goes from like a bunch of red panic exclamation points to turning green and blue as the ship's chroniton bubble basically um, sort of restabilizes. The ship stops stuttering nearly as badly. Things seem to be stabilized, more or less. There's still a lot of strain on the ship's hull. Commander, why don't we find our nearest exit, and that way we can have a conversation with our friends outside of subspace, and um, preferably out of warp, too. Absolutely. Dropping out as soon as we find an exit. Mozafar guides Ganymede out of the transwarp conduit, and the other ship follows suit. You're just in open space somewhere, basically. If we'd taken much more of that, uh, we would not have been able to get back, I don't believe. Did you say inverse us? <laughs> I, I had to try something risky. All the safe options failed. Um, but hey, uh, all your parts are still where they belong, right? I think so. You'll have to explain that to me later. Yeah, you don't feel any older, right? No, um, or any younger? The other ship glides in front of Ganymede, and you can see it on the view screen now. It looks kind of like a butterfly, and it takes a moment to realize that the, the wings in this metaphor are tachyon sails. Kai probably recognizes their tachyon sails. I'm not sure about everybody else. kind of depends on how, how much you know about esoteric uh, propulsion methods. Uh, and, and one of the wings is clearly damaged. There's, like, stuff clearly missing. Over the open comm channel, you hear the voice come again. We are sorry we didn't know that this was dangerous for your people. Oh, uh, no lasting harm done, or at least not yet. It's fine. We understand you You did not mean to. We will warn others that your vessels are not safe to link with. Yes, please. We'll have other vessels coming from our part of space through this conduit, so we very much appreciate you allowing us to travel like this. We too are travelers. Well, then it's great to meet you. You found our scout. We Krill, did. you are well? Krill is well. <laughs> Personal log, Ensign Everly. My first experience as an acting captain was definitely not what I anticipated, but... All in all, it all worked out well. We made contact with the Vezif, a species native to this area, and Krill got to go back with his people. They, most importantly, agreed to share their research with Kai. The Ganymede crew, Commander Enra, they're all going to be okay. The chronoton toxicity is fixable. And the Vezif agreed that they'll avoid Starfleet vessels uh, as they come through the transwarp conduit. But even though they're a little shy they said they wanted to establish diplomatic relations i feel like i kind of own some of that i don't know i'm gonna miss krill all in all it was definitely an experience though not one i ever anticipated having certainly not this suit into my trip with the endeavor last i really thought it was a mistake coming here but maybe it wasn't so our last scene is interior transporter room there's just um the last part of your mission I wanted you to see it through. Okay. You you have to finish off uh, the diplomatic negotiations and greet our new ambassador. 
New ambassador? Mm-hmm. Yes. We felt that it would be good to have somebody with a little more knowledge of the transwarp space with us. Oh. That, Captain, that's an excellent idea. I think that's really great. Um, are you sure you wouldn't rather have Lieutenant Kai or, or the commander? No, no. Uh, this one uh, specifically requested you. The Tellarite transporter chief who is on duty. Captain, they're signaling that they are ready to energize. Uh, then beam them aboard. The transporter chief does the transporter stuff. And on the transporter pad materializes Krill. Yay! The audience probably didn't hear the discussion about whether it would be Krill, so this is a reveal. (laughs) Yes, on the transporter pad materializes a familiar Vezif, Krill, who now has, like, what looks like some sort of diplomatic badge, basically, attached to him. (laughs) Krill, I'm so glad you're our ambassador! And then my arms are up in the air, and then she, like, throws them back down and is like... We are pleased to welcome you to our vessel. <laughs> Ambassador. Thank you for listening to this episode of Endeavor Through the Maelstrom. If you like the show, rate, share, and subscribe through your podcast vendor of choice. You can also find us on Twitter as at Endeavor Show. That's E-N-D-E-A-V-O-U-R-S-H-O-W. And you can find me on Twitter at Blue of the Kin. You can find me online at Twelfth Night. That's one two T H and Night with a K. You can find Brandon and me discovering the ways of the Force on Heroes of the Hydean Way, a Star Wars actual play podcast at thehydeanway.com or at thehydeanway on Twitter. And if you like Vikings and Norse mythology, check out another one of my shows, a Dungeons and Dragons 5e Midgard podcast, Omens Call, which can be found at Omens Call Pod on Twitter or at OmensCall.com. Thanks for listening, y'all. You can find me on all the socials at Leah617. Usually I'm on Twitter, RT and stuff that makes me laugh. Come say hi there. You can also check out MischiefMedia.com for the other nerdy podcasts that I currently produce or uh, host. And you can find me, Brad, on Twitter at MacinEbedy1. That's M-A-C-H-I-N-E-B-E-D-E, number one. My Twitter is at CompleteNictory. You can find other projects I'm involved in at CompleteNight.com. That's C-O-M-P-L-E-T-E-K-N-I-G-H-T dot com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you out there. What do you mean that was on your catchphrase list? That's a really good catchphrase. Captain's log. F off. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the idea that, that Verity's thing is just when she's when she's putting her foot down, she just says Captain's log and starts saying things. <laughs> and that's like how you know that the discussion is over. Done. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, like, she's already moved past it. She's like, it's in the log. It's done.